see what you want, don't stop Question, right? Sunny, it just disappears from my brain. Yeah, it's like, I, I, I get it. Two, one. All right. Botolani. <laughs> so, Jonas, you know one of your. Did <laughs> <laughs> you just say Jonas? What? What, Jonas? <laughs> and welcome to another episode of Copy Top. We had our guest today, Axel Jonas! Thanks for having me. So, uh, bro, can you give some introduction to the people out there that perhaps do not know you as well? What's up guys, my name is Axel Jonas. I do music. Um, yeah, Check me out on Instagram if you want to find out more. To be honest, like I'm not going to tell you right now. Go, go and check my stuff out. Man of mystery right here. Yeah. yeah. Skills. Uh, so anyways, brother, uh, being part of Mass Music, you know, we had IYB Midnight yes, uh, last week. And, you know, how, you know, how's the podcast, bro? Did you listen? I felt like it was hilarious, to be honest. Oh. Yeah, like, I, I, I like how you guys edited, like, the memes and stuff. And, like, <laughs> Ming's, oh, Ming's fucking meme, like, you can I curse in this? Can, of course! Oh, my God! <laughs> no yeah. censorship here, bro. Yeah. Ming's, Ming's meme, like, you can't handle the truth. That was, that was, that was really good. Good job, good job. <laughs> Thank yeah. you so much, bro. And, uh, just, the inspiration just came at the right moment, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, you know, uh, of course, in this podcast, you know, I, I want to, you know, I have a vision, basically, for, you know, uh, getting artists in Malaysia to basically, you know, open up a bit more about themselves in a sense that, you know, we want to know a bit about your background because, you know, we want to know what goes behind your song, what is the inspiration, you know, what what is the, the meaning behind your, you know, the lyrics and, you know, how, you know, the story all came about. So, bro, I need to ask you, so, mm-hmm. you know, how, how do you got your start in mess, in music? How did, I, how did I start music? Yeah. Um, okay, so, I felt like music has always been part of my life mm-hmm. and since I was a kid. My mom sent me for piano classes actually mm-hmm. when I was four years old. Mm-hmm. And I used to hate piano classes to be honest because my piano classes were on Friday nights. Oh, and oh. on Friday nights is when Cartoon Network, if I'm not mistaken, <laughs> Cartoon Network plays like movies. Okay? So oh, they have like, yeah, yeah, yeah. like okay. I don't know, the Ben 10 movies or whatever. Ah. And, and at that time it was late. Okay? So I remember I never got watch because I've been a classic. Yeah, okay, I understand. Goddamn that. childhood gone. Sad. It's like a common theme between artists uh, because I, I No, know, I don't think it's just about artists. Yeah. It's about Asians. Asians. They do I, don't like know what ma- I don't know what our mothers and dads like go through in their life. Uh-huh. And they're like Fuck you, you better do no fucking like music for life, but you gonna learn <laughs> piano. <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah, no. yeah, so like, you know, how did you develop from piano to being you know, the amazing artist you are right now? Okay, so, so, okay, so what, like back to what I was saying, after going for piano classes and missing my movies, my mom always told me that one day you're gonna thank me for signing for piano classes. Thank you. Yeah. Oh. So I was like, okay, cool. So I grew up and then um, I always enjoyed music and I always played it in school. Mm-hmm. I had a band in school. We call ourselves Divine Intervention. Mm-hmm. So we took part in like a few competitions, like inter school competitions. Yeah, yeah. Went pretty well, went pretty well. Mm-hmm. And then after high school, like I told, I already knew like when I was 16. Mm-hmm. 16. That, yeah, mm-hmm. that I was, I was gonna do music and I already told my parents and my parents were really supportive, mm-hmm. to be honest. Yeah, they told me like, okay, if you wanna go study music, go and find out 
what is there like what do, what do you need to find out and like how much are the fees and what classes and what you're gonna work as after all that kind of stuff so I had to like mm-hmm. do my research like, I kind of had to like prove it to them too it's like a schedule already right yeah you, you could say it's a schedule but it's more of like they wanted to see that I'm serious about it I guess damn his mom was a manager so and like not like so kind of like I guess let me get it straight so you when you went like after your form 5 you went and studied music yeah I still, oh. so I studied music in college alright so that's interesting how's like uh the classes like I mean I'm, I'm curious because I I never went through that I think Brandon went for a music diploma I think so nah I didn't went for music diploma it's like a it's like a KDU thing where they come up with just like entertainment arts okay. it's a new course so we are like I wouldn't say we're guinea pigs <laughs> but it seems like we are it's like they are using us as like testing for the course whether it works okay and yeah I mean I think part of it works and what course was that exactly it's just like everything that you need to know about like entertainment like they teach you how to like manage people mm-hmm. at the same time teach but that time they teach more about theater so it's like more like acting okay so you have yeah. like acting dancing singing yeah okay interesting so how was like your classes so i went to this college called icon shout out to icon oh um some really dope musicians from there mm. so classes were like we had different types of classes based on music so for example you have your performance classes and you would have your theory classes mm-hmm. and you have your music business classes mm-hmm. music history classes mm-hmm. like those would be examples um, but you also had to pick an instrument oh. of your choice to mm. be your like main instrument so mm. everyone had to like pick so you know like MMORPGs you have to yeah, like, yeah. Oh, pick yeah. a class so you want to be a archer or a swordsman so like an icon ah. like, you want to be a guitarist a pianist and stuff so what were you man? I picked the guitar. Oh, guitar. I picked the guitar because Ladies I wanted, man. I wanted to be a rock star at that time. Rock star. Ooh. Yeah, I mean, I can see that coming. Yeah. <laughs> so like, rock so star. you were really into rock, but like, do you listen to metal? Yes, I actually played metal. So after after ICOM or during ICOM, I had this other band. We call ourselves Mirror Mirror. Mm, mirror. Sounds mirror Mirror. Yeah. Oh, sounds so mystery. Yeah. Like. Mysterious. Yeah. We played like post-hardcore, screamo. Ah, oh. screamo! Yeah. So do you, do you sing screamo? I didn't sing screamo. Ah. I, I sang clean, the clean oh. vocals. Ah. And I played the guitar, obviously. Yeah. Mm. Man, doesn't that like hurt your throat when you have to scream? There's a technique to it, to be honest. Ah. So like, for people who do the screaming, like, it doesn't hurt them. Oh. Yeah, it's just like It's growling. a vocal technique. Vocal yeah. technique. Yeah. Is it difficult to get a grasshop or...? I don't know, man. I think it's how big. About, okay, let's let's let, how about you give us your best shot? Oh my god! Of, like, really? Scream. Uh, okay, like just straight up, just scream. Yeah, just straight up, just scream. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe I actually got him to do that. Uh, <laughs> I mean, like, oh shit! I mean, you asked me to try, so I have to, right? <laughs> True. Uh, nah, I'm just messing with you, man. Uh, yeah. <laughs> But that was fun too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was fun. yeah that's kind of hard though. Yeah. Actually, the technique, yeah, need to learn. So yeah, they got vocal coaches for this life, yes. Mm-hmm. Ah. Of course. So like, you know, how, how that transcended? Like, what after that university? Like, do you feel like that course was worth it to learn that go through the music course or? I wouldn't. Okay, it's hard to say if it's worth it or not. Okay, because you can also be in the music industry today without going to. True. Music college, but True. I would say the the thing that I got out of music college the most was the experience, mm. like the feel how how it feels like to be oh. in a music college studying music as uh. your as your day to day you know so you yeah. live you breathe music I feel that was what was more 
valuable for me to take home yes. than, than the courses actually learn because nowadays to be honest you can go on YouTube and you can learn anything yes very true and if you actually have the I wouldn't say the time but just the effort you know to yeah. put in yes mm-hmm. effort to, to equip a new skill yeah yeah to be honest I learn all this through YouTube yeah, yeah. exactly see? Yeah. Mm-hmm. so it's like it's cool yeah, yeah YouTube is the new university yeah. yeah so like you know I, I find it very interesting because like um, a lot of people the majority of the people out there they, when they take a college course it's usually not their passion but unlike you you chose you know, to study something that's your passion I mean I think so do you feel like in some sense very satisfied per se since like this is in line with your goals yeah I would say it was satisfying it was something I wanted at that time and I achieved it and I finished it so yeah mm. it's definitely something I would tap my back for like yeah. I, you went through music school good job Good yeah, job, bro. good job. Really good job, bro. Because yeah, it's like hard. You need to go through like it's not like people do making music like for hobby. Mm-hmm. It's more like you know it's like, man, it's a career. I need to like build yeah. it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Right. And uh, you know, uh, you know your parents were really supportive, but uh, you know the next topic which I want to discuss is you know adversities that you face. You know, like do you face any adversities? You know, trying to climb up the ladder per se of you know the music industry. Um, so some of the adversities or obstacles, mm-hmm. I would say is, is getting people to like listen to your stuff. Because uh-huh. I feel like there are so many talented musicians out there mm-hmm. and everyone is releasing, like they're constantly putting out stuff. So like how do you want to stand out? I feel like that was one of the challenges that I face or I am facing at the moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, like challenges. Yeah. And besides that, Another challenge I would say is just trying to do music and get money. I guess. Yeah. Mm. Because you could could do music, but you still need like cash to survive. Mm. So it's hard to like cash out on music. It's not mm. as true as um fluid. So like um that brings it to another topic, which is you know as you know a lot of people they want to do music or you know anything per se. Uh, like the main concern is. No, especially when you face your parents is you know are you gonna make a living from this how do you earn income from this mm-hmm. no so like these days how do you sustain yourself to do music so music's not the only thing I do mm-hmm. like I have a few other side hustles that I have mm-hmm. that pays the bills okay that helps, yeah. helps me with like day to day it's a must so true I mean throughout your like musical journey mm-hmm. yeah like going through like icon and all all this knowledge you learn like what jump start your like musical like career what jump started my musical career mm. and I think it's meeting the Mass Music Boys oh so okay. I felt like when I met them like we started to take it like really seriously and we actually started putting stuff out they, they've, they've, been re- they've already been putting stuff out but I've always had a problem with like sharing my music I always felt like it wasn't the right time mm. uh, I get so, you working with other people also like just broadens your your creative horizon, you know? Yeah, so shout out to the boys from Mass Music. Hey, shout out, shout out. You guys, day one. So, like, what's the story? Like, how did you, you know, meet the Mass Music boys? How do you manage to, you know, uh, collaborate with them? You know, how, what's the story? Yeah, I think a lot of people want to know, yeah, like, exactly. the start. Yeah, the start. So, where should I start? All the way at the start? Yeah, all the way at the start. We got time, man. It's a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so, I used to be with a different label. Oh, really? For Mass Music, yeah. Okay. And I was DJing at that time. I wasn't. Oh. I wasn't uh, singing yet. So I was DJing and making beats. Mm-hmm. And something happened in the label, mm-hmm. and we had a fallout. 
Ah, okay. Okay. So after the fallout, it kind of took a dent in my confidence. Oh. oh. Yeah, in terms of music, so I never really like release stuff or like write. I was always making beats, but mm. people always told me that I should sing on my own beats. Mm. Some advice that I took, but it took a while for me to get it. And mass music has always been like friends mm-hmm. of mine, mm-hmm. even since uh, during the label time. Oh, okay. Yeah, so I I I knew of the boys. The boys knew who we were. They were putting stuff out, so we were like you know checking them out once in a while, hit hit each other up. Ah, oh, see, cool. Yeah, so. In that process, they like invited me over to the studio that they just opened up. So oh, that is so where Mass Music Studios is. If mm, you ever wanna get any recording done, you know, produce a beat, of course, you get somewhere to go. Yeah, Mass yeah. Music Studios, Block C, yeah. Banner Square. And of course, you get to meet the one and only Dr. Mingling. Dr. Yeah. Ming, yeah, Dr. Ming in the house. Now speaking about Mass Music, there's this uh, thing that I know I really appreciate about them is the uniqueness that they bring to the Malaysian music scene. Uh, as Mass, uh, as Midnight once mentioned, uh, he said his bad way of phrasing things that he finds are dope, which is they are just sex. So when, I, when you hear mass music songs, you know, straight up sex, bro. Yes, okay. <laughs> I, I really agree about that. Yeah. Yeah, it's just the flow, man. It's so sexy. Yeah, and there's nothing like this that I feel like, at least for Malaysian English songs, mm-hmm. no one's doing it. And that's why I appreciate about you guys. I appreciate that, guys. Thank you. Cool. you you're, you're setting a, you know, Basically, I think so. It's a bit taboo per se because we're more like an Asian community, and we, we don't really have like uh, you know uh, you know a broad topic to or, you know a lot of people speaking about sex basically mm-hmm. or yes. you know you know having that sort of genre per se you know and did, did you guys when you started uh, making these songs you know were you worried that you would not uh, have uh, you know perhaps people that are against it people that perhaps uh, maybe don't find it appealing to them or you just like you know what this is me. I'm just gonna do it. Right, so I feel like it's more of like we're, just, we're doing it for ourselves, mm-hmm. and like these songs are like a form of expression, you know? Mm-hmm. And if you vibe with it, then you vibe with it. If you don't vibe with it, then it's cool. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, freedom. 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 Yeah. Right? Everyone has their own opinion. Yes, that's yeah. very true. But we're not, we're, not, we're not trying to say anything bad about anyone or like, mm-hmm. you know what I mean, degrade anybody. Yes. Yeah, I mean, if you're open minded and you can take it, you take it. Yeah. Yeah, correct. You know, like uh, he told me, definitely <laughs> that's sex song. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. You know, I love your lines in he told me and the midnight one too, of course. You know, like it's just ah man, the flow is just so smooth, man. Yeah. You know how it okay. wriggles into your ears and stuff. Oh. Yeah, like speaking of he told me, he told me it's like it's a love song. Love song. It's yeah. a love song. Yeah. So like the sexual, the sexualness of it comes from uh, from a place of love. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, you know that's how you connect deeper. Yes, somewhere. Yeah, true love. <laughs> true love. Yeah. <laughs> so you know, I've listened to you know the latest song, which is a photograph you guys put out, and also there's one more with Ice Sky. Nobody gotta know, okay. you know. So like, is there any more upcoming songs that you know you guys are gonna post out real soon? Um, we have a few collabs coming out. Uh, I don't know if I should mention any names, but some of our homeboys, maybe like some of the Kick boys, Lil mm. J. Oh, Lil J. No. Zamira. Oh, Zamira. Yes. We've, we've got we've got a few tracks. Yeah. Queen. So we can expect them within the next three to four months. Definitely, definitely. I think I think you can expect at least a song a month from us. Yeah, that's, oh, that's, okay. That's, really yes, cool. that's great. Yeah. You know, we always can have more mass music songs in our playlist. Uh, recently, I have not. That's I spoken to you know in midnight before and of course uh, before when the podcast started. Uh, in terms of Malaysian music, you know, uh, 
the reason why we started Best Playlist Malaysia is because, you know, all these songs which I, you know, we recommend for the show, they just make you go like, wow, this is Malaysia, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and five years back, the only person that I feel like, you know, English songs at least, you know, oh, it's Sonar One, you know, Firefly, and when I heard it on the radios, and then I check it out, oh, it's actually Malaysian, dude, you know, and five years in the future right now, we have so many amazing artists putting out so many dope songs out there right now. You know, so like, what do you think you know has made it so within what was the change within these five years? I think it's definitely the internet. Internet. Yes, man. Internet. Oh, I feel like it's so powerful now, like with all these like platforms, mm. that it's so much easier for you to like from uploading your music to distributing it, to sharing it, and just to connect with like people not mm. just in your country but like around the world. Mm. So I feel like that definitely helped grow the music industry. Mm. Yeah. And true. true. Of course, it's the amazing talent from our country. Like everyone is like putting stuff out. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Malaysian music, in terms of viewership, okay. Like, do you think that you need to do songs in Malay to get those views? Uh, that, that's the question I want to ask. Okay. Okay. okay, yeah? okay. Three, two, one. So, in terms of uh, hitting numbers, uh, I noticed that a lot of the songs in Malaysia that hit like the millions, they usually are Malay songs. Do you think that you know? Is it possible for English songs in Malaysia to hit those millions? Hmm? I think it's definitely possible, um, but why Malay songs hit more numbers in Malaysia is because of the majority. True. And the Malay language is, you know, the national language yep. of the country. Mm-hmm. So I would say like ninety-nine percent of people in Malaysia speak Malay. True. Whether, whether you're Malay or not doesn't matter your race right. but yes. like you speak the language mm-hmm. so when you hear it like you know you would you get it but yeah. for, for an English song I don't think like the market is big enough here true um, it's hard for me to give my opinion because like this is something that I'm still trying to learn to to mm-hmm. be honest but I feel like if you want to have an English song maybe you can like hit a bigger market like maybe Southeast Asia mm-hmm. where like I don't know English songs circulate mm-hmm. more true you know, but no. The reason why I ask it is because, like, you know, I, like I did discuss with Midnight uh, the last podcast was um, Thailand or Indonesia. We notice uh, this is just because of the sheer volume of people there are in the country. That's yeah, why they can hit the, the hundreds of millions of views. But right now, that's something I think so that uh, artists in Malaysia you know, probably would have to overcome. Like, how do we get uh, more? Let's say not even like even the states. Let's say Southeast Asia. How do we get more viewership? I know this is like a discussion. You know what? What do you think? What's, how do you think we can overcome? I think a very good way to um, speed up the process is by doing more collaborations. Collaborations. You see, like artists from different regions ah, should collaborate, collab more, mm-hmm. because that's how you, in a sense, bring your fan base together. Mm-hmm. Like gain it, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. So yeah. So like, uh, have you collaborated with anyone from overseas before? Uh, I'm about to. About to, okay. About to. Let's save it for another yeah, episode then. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, I mean myself, I made music too, and yeah. like, Dope I noticed like, oh thanks man. Yeah. I mean like, you can see like so many like uh, different like artists. They have their own ways of like writing. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it's more on the lyrical thing. Like, what do you normally get inspiration from? Yeah, I would like to know. I mean, for the artists out there, you know, if you guys are like seeking for like, inspirations, maybe this might help you. I feel like I'm more of a 
situation writer mm. or a scenario writer like in my head like what, what goes on I put myself in like a scenario so I like kind of paint a, a surrounding in my head mm. and I write about what I see around me but the beauty of it is that in my head I can be whoever I want to be Ah, yeah. I mean that's the magical mm. part lah. Yeah. yeah, because not everyone can do that, right? right. They put themselves in different situations mm. and then come up with the lyrics that is like similar to the song. Yeah, but yeah. there are there are challenges though. But so one of the challenges I face would be like putting myself in a situation where I can't like really relate to or can't really feel. Oh, so okay. yeah, I think I, everyone has. Yeah, I feel like that's my my writer's block kind of thing. Cool, cool, cool. Mm. Yeah. And I, I noticed the other day because uh, Minai was here to re- record with Brandon a uh, song that's upcoming. Uh, we're gonna of course keep that a quiet one for right now until it comes out. But I I find it very interesting the way like dude the guy is a walking dictionary the way that he comes up with lyrics. What the hell man? It's just like do you do you do you guys write the same way or it's just like him being there and like just come out with the bro Midnight Midnight is my writing partner. Oh like. Over as hell. He's right here, by the way. Oh, <laughs> he's inside the side. Yeah. Anyone you know, come inside and say hi? Yo, yo, come, 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 bro. Come, 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 come. Just say hi. Just say hi, real quick. Don't look kids' rights. Holy shit. That famous rhyme. Famous line. Of course, the one only Guruji. But bro, speaking about midnight and like his his writing style, like dude, midnight can freestyle anything. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like sometimes, Legit. sometimes for my own entertainment, uh, I just ask me like, me like just freestyle. You can just freestyle. Like, yeah, you just go. Ooh. What a brother, man! Yeah, <laughs> I want to hear a rhyme. It's like another godlike writer. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's so interesting. Like, I mean, I'm not an artist, but the way that I see, uh, you know, you guys work to me is just like mesmerizing. Like, how do you just come up with such great, amazing lines and music? You know, it's just like something that. I, of course, you know because I'm not doing it, and maybe because why I don't understand. But is it really difficult sometimes? Like, uh, no, let's discuss like writer's block. Okay. Now, how do you get over writer's block? Mm, I think for me, it's definitely like a change of scenery. I think that helps. Oh, okay. Yeah. So do you like uh, maybe drive, go and drive out to see the sunset, or maybe go hike in the forest? You know, like change of scenery. You see, like, well, what's yeah. your method? So maybe like could be like. Like what you say, driving. I think driving helped me. Like, mm, yeah, because when you drive, like your scenery constantly changes. Mm-hmm. So I, I do, I do happen to have written a few songs that are already out now oh. from driving. Okay, can you, you can tell them of course on Spotify, of course, I believe. Yeah. So like, Hitomi, Hitomi definitely. Hitomi, that Hitomi was in the car. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What else? Um, Coco. There's a song called Bling, which is not out yet. Mm-hmm. Soon to be out. That song was in the car. I didn't mm-hmm. get. Have you guys heard Bling? Bling. Bling. Yeah, I think I heard that. Yeah, I think before. so. I heard it before. Also. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. man. Um, you know, like another thing I want to ask is, uh, you know, music. Being part of those music videos, man. Uh, of course, uh, the music videos are amazing for numerous reasons. Of course, <laughs> you know, like, uh, how's it like being in all those music videos, man? How's how you feel about the process, being involved in it? Um, it's fun to be honest. Like, re- like just coming up with a whole music video, putting a team together. From planning like your wardrobe to your mm. scenes, yeah. I think like I really enjoy like being part of like the creating process, like yeah. you know, planning it. It's like a joy. Yeah. So when mass musics, uh, you know, when you guys do a music video, you know, who's usually come up with the idea, or everyone just throw in the idea into a pot or something like that? I feel like everyone contributes uh, to the ideas, mm. but James, he's our boy, he shoots all our videos, check him out, shout out, caught a lot of visuals. 
he basically comes up with like the main concept video oh. yeah or like the, how, how he's gonna shoot it and he handles all the shooting and the editing mm. yeah so shout out to james thank you yeah i mean like the, the one of the really best parts about uh, mass music is definitely the music videos man. yeah man. you guys haven't checked it out yet you really got you should really check out the music videos because yeah. they're just uh, it's eye candy you know candy to the eye so yeah, it's not even eye candy if you say sweet uh. it's a cake it's a cake <laughs> again. It's a goddamn cake. Yeah, I told you, I'm gonna use that as a compliment. But you said that's for layers, man. Yo, it's just like the music videos. Songs are part of the layers. Okay, you're right. The colors are part of you're the right, you're layers. Right. You don't see it. just like a chocolate cake, just chocolate, true, pure true, chocolate. True. So, Axel, uh, one of your most uh, viewed songs on YouTube, I believe, is uh, Noir. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I wanna ask, man, you know, uh, how does it feel like? To reach those numbers, that to have one million people listen to you sing, how's the feeling? Wow, Noir, um, that song was it was special. It was really special oh. for me. It was a good feeling. Um, I think everyone who worked on the song believed in the song mm-hmm. and knew that people would resonate to it because mm-hmm. it was like really it was real. Yeah, yes. yeah, and yeah, that was definitely an experience. You know, working on the song. It took us three days to record the song. Ah. So, uh, back and forth with the K Click boys, them like flying in mm-hmm. to KL just mm-hmm. for like twenty minutes studio session and then going off for a show. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that was the first song that, for me personally, I've released with my vocals on it. Oh, oh that's mm-hmm. your first song. Yeah, yeah okay. with my vocals on it. So that was like, yeah, that sounds special. So I, I always think of it as like my first song. Oh. Wow, man, to have your first song with your vocals have a million views, man, there must be some like morale boost after that. Definitely, definitely. Of um, course. Definitely, yeah, but. Such a dope voice. Yeah, man. Everybody, everybody contributed to the project. So mm. shout out to Ming, Midnight, K Click, mm. and, you know, everyone who did the video as well. Major players. Guys. Now, speaking of people that you worked with before, um, you know, how was it like working with Sona One? Oh, okay. Sona One is my big bro, bro. Oh, yeah, so mm-hmm. he's taught me a lot um, in terms of like how to use my voice, how to produce beats. And working with him is hella fun. He is super hilarious. He's he's crack. He's damn crack. And I think damn that's crack. that's oh. what that's what's good about him. Like he's he he just you know does things his own way mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. doesn't really give two shits about you know what how things are supposed to be done. True, true. He's a true OG man. Yeah, of course. So I mean, no one dude. The first song I said I heard before is like you know Firefly, man, and I don't know. I just uh, feel like he set like the standard of Malaysian English songs. I don't. I just feel that way. Mm-hmm. Now, what do you think about that? It's definitely, definitely one of Malaysia's mm-hmm. best English songs. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And uh, you know, another thing is like this whole uh, you know it's the pandemic season right now and uh, quarantine. It's something a lot of people are facing, not only in Malaysia, but even overseas as well. Mm-hmm. And uh, how does it affect you? Is there like any difference like, about the way you work now versus the way you work like uh, you know before the quarantine? So before the quarantine, we used to go to the studio and work. Mm. Um, but then when the quarantine happened, we basically took the equipment from the studio, mm. brought it back home and worked from home. Everything was online. We had like Zoom calls and we would you know, email each other or like, when we can, we'll go to each other's houses. Mm. It's cool. We're <laughs> <laughs> not supposed to do that, but yeah. Yeah, so like... Um, so, yeah, and we like share the equipment because, ah. you know, we only had like two interfaces and two mics and just like five of us. Mm. 
Yeah, so it's like sharing all the to share, platforms. We have to share everything, yeah. Is it from the studio or? It's some of them from the studio, some of them were belong to other members. I see. Mm-hmm. So like uh, another thing is like you know, how do you think that this pandemic has affected like the music industry? Now I've seen people starting to do like a lot of videos from home, like okay, collaborations now down done, like you know, as in terms of video wise, they record themselves and you know they stitch it together. Yeah. Yeah. You know. So like, do you think it affects the industry in you know perhaps other ways as well? Yeah, I think it does. It encourages a lot of people to you know do things at home, mm-hmm. and they actually don't need like a high end studio equipment mm-hmm. to like record or like a good camera to like shoot a video. Mm-hmm. You don't need like a budget to like you know get a nice set and stuff. If you're creative enough, you can you can do it at home. And the quarantine has definitely made people more receptive oh. to to these kind of things. You know, cool. yeah, mm. like they're more receptive to like online online stuff. I feel like people are more aware to it, especially like even the elder generation. Like now they have they 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 have reason to learn right about yeah. technology because yeah. some of them they still don't. They're like forced to mm. yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but it's a good thing You know yeah. like, It's like a pros of yeah. it mm. yeah. Yeah. How about cons? Cons about the pandemic? Yeah mm. I would love to say Maybe shows Like For, for like right. DJs and stuff Oh yeah mm. like All those like Live owner, performances owners, yeah. Yeah, Maybe even, even like The tourism industry Because I have friends And relatives mm-hmm. uh, Have you watched like The recent episodes Of uh, Best Malaysian Playlist uh, You know The last copy talk as well You know um, You know uh, the reason why I started all of these uh, shows to begin with is uh, mm-hmm. again, um, it goes back to when you listen to these songs that are coming out from you know our own Tanah Ai, you know from Malaysian people of course, it just makes you go like, wow, damn, this is from Malaysia mm-hmm. again. So like, you know, I I always have this you know a vision or a, a, you know a dream that I, I want to build a community of uh, you know Malaysians whereby you know we can collaborate together. It doesn't necessarily have to be like artists, uh, not like me. I'm no uh, singer or producer in sense of making uh, songs, but uh, what I'm good at is um, I'm a talk show host. Uh, I can um, you know do videos. You know I, I do commercials and stuff. Mm-hmm. So you know we're building that community whereby you know everyone can support one another. You know, and do you feel like you know this community is sort of like uh, no, not say it's not there, but I think so. It needs to be more broadened. What do you what's your thoughts on that? No? So uh, Axel. The re- have you listened to the past uh, you know, episodes of Copy Talk, uh, Best Malaysian Playlist, of course, with your boy Midnight? Mm-hmm. You know, have you watched it? Yeah. Yeah, so um, the reason why I started all these shows to begin with is, uh, you know, it goes, goes back to, you know, songs like, you know, Firefly. Um, that was one of the first ones that I heard that just made you go, wow, this is from Malaysia. We got people that can sing like this. True. Like an international standard sort of, you know, that's what I feel. You know, and you come to flash to forward to 2020, and we got like so many amazing songs that we've just covered in like the past two episodes. Uh. So I always had this uh, sort of a vision, whereby uh, I always wanted to form a you know a community, uh, 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 you know, where we can support one another. Like what what we do is like okay, I I'm I'm a producer, you know, I, I make videos, and uh, you know I, I don't necessarily make songs, but how I can contribute to the community is by you know making shows like you know this. You know to basically shine a light yes. on the artist you know so do you think that you know prior to this there's a, perhaps something lacking within uh, this sort of a, you know community perhaps because i see communities but they're all separated mm-hmm. yeah right, yeah that's true i feel like there are everyone has their own community and it's kind of separated yep. and 
if we unite then we, I, we can achieve so much more mm. and it's great like you know what you guys are doing you know shining light on uh, others mm-hmm. you know to like talk about stories and what yes. we do and stuff mm-hmm. like that's also part of like educating the, the community True. and as artists it's also our job to educate the community on mm-hmm. what's new with music and yeah. you know what's next mm-hmm. yeah because it's it's a evolving thing yeah it's like mm-hmm. a way our like messenger for music right yeah you could yeah. say that yeah that's a nice way of putting it you know it's like because you know undoubtedly you know we have people that are you know aspiring artists mm-hmm. people that perhaps look up to you guys mm-hmm. you know I, your, your stories that you tell will of course in you know, inevitably have some sort of like a domino effect you know whereby you know one person inspires another and the changes keeps on going man uh, like yeah. you know perhaps maybe to the aspiring aspiring artists out there uh, you know what would your advice be to them yeah my advice to you guys is to you know definitely work on your craft like spend time in your music and don't think too much about it like go with your feel and just you know put stuff out mm-hmm. but that would that would be my best advice to just put stuff out in terms of like uh, overcoming like you know you said one of your challenges was uh, you make beats but you were always not confident about your your, your voice mm-hmm. you know uh, at the beginning so like what what are the steps or how did you overcome that? yeah i feel like like i said earlier the mass music boys helped me a lot and how they helped me was by you know giving me confidence telling me that that sounds dope and guiding me and getting me into the booth to like you know sing in the first place yeah maybe i felt like everyone has their own journey that they have to go through mm-hmm. and that was mine like just finding my sound and being confident in my voice if i would say that because it's 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 kind of difficult for me to like you know record something and then listen to my voice sometimes it sounds like like that's actually how i sound like mm-hmm. like you, you feel cringy sometimes mm-hmm. yeah yeah so that's definitely something i had to get used to so in that process of getting used to like i doubted doubted myself mm-hmm. so it's, it's a, something i had to go through and now i feel like i have overcome found found yeah overcome it found mm-hmm. my sound and true because yeah. um this doesn't just go to music alone a lot of people out there that I know I've spoken to, friends of mine, they a lot, a lot of them have great ideas, you know, for you know, perhaps they even have great talents like singing. But you know, unlike you, unlike Brandon, they never ever had the confidence of they were always waiting to be perfect to start, you know. So I felt that it's something that a lot of people, you know, you should just put like, you know, what's your advice? You know, what's your thoughts on it? Like, should you wait to be perfect, or is there like a certain point where you should be starting to put out music? Personally, I feel like you will never be truly ready for anything or like or, or any opportunity. Mm, like, very true. you gotta you gotta create the opportunity for yourself. Oh, true. Just create the opportunity. Yeah, yeah. So if you don't put stuff out, like no one's gonna hear them. And when you put stuff out at that point, you're only gonna get better in the future. Mm, true. And people, as they listen to you, they will see like that you know you're getting better. And, like that's a sort of growth, and mm. it's kind of relatable. I don't know for me like. That's that's why like the artists that I looked up to, mm-hmm. um, I love listen. I love like following them since since like the start because you see this like humanness in them. If, if that's how I want to put it, like, because when you look at, at an artist like at the start, like sometimes they they're like a god, you know. Mm-hmm. Like, they're not even like yeah. human. So true. Like following their story like kind of makes them a bit more relatable to a sense yeah human but just like you yeah yeah, yeah. 
and in terms of like uh, artists that inspire you, you know, could you maybe name a few that you know got you inspired? Like in Malaysia or anywhere, overseas or anything. Uh oh my god, I'm gonna sound so bad for this, but Drake definitely. Drake. No man, Drake's no, good. Drake is yeah, yeah, he's good, but that's like the yeah. answer. Evans can be like. <laughs> oh, okay, I get it. I get it. Yeah. Uh, aside from Drake, anyone else, man? Um, people that I listen to right now, I feel like Tory Lanez. Tory Lanez. Yeah, I listen mm. to a lot of Tory Lanez now. Mm. I feel like he is. You like the vibe. One of the best in the game. Yeah, like dude, that dude can sing, that dude can write, right. can dance. His his lives are like crazy. Go watch his videos. Uh, Axel, perhaps this is the last question for the today, and um, you know, it. Every everything that's going on in the states, you know, with the protests and with the death of, uh, I know, George Floyd, you know, what are your thoughts on it? Well, I think it's kind of crazy that like, you know, that ra- racism has 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 come out to this level. Mm-hmm. Like, it should be something that has been forgotten a long time ago. Right. Mm. It doesn't benefit anyone. Um, but I'm glad that people are like waking up mm-hmm. to the situation. I mean, it's it's kind of bad, like what's happening right mm. in in the states. Yes. Yeah, I wouldn't can't can't deny that. But the people are definitely angry, and they have reason to be angry. Mm. Yep. And I feel like the superiors and people with power mm. are not really using their power mm. the right way. So, right. Yeah. So like uh, yeah, and um, this is something that uh, perhaps people don't notice, but no, Malaysia memang aman damai lah. So it's really great that our country is, uh, you know, even though we have so many different races out there, that uh, we still live in a very harmonious country. I mean, uh, look at mass music, man. Uh, you know, they hmm. pretty much are pretty one Malaysia. Yeah. You know, they collaborate with a lot of uh, uh, different, different artists ethics. from different backgrounds, different ethnicities, and you know that to me is beautiful. You yes. know, and uh, I really love the, you know, just like our food. If you notice that there's a lot of blending of cultures within the taste of our food, you know, mm-hmm. I. Do you see that sort of blending of taste in the music that we produce? The uniqueness of Malaysian music? Oh, definitely. Mm. Everyone has their own influence and by collaborating, by collaborating, you bring a new essence to the table. Mm. So when you guys cook, something new comes out. True. Yeah. And uh, so, there's so many amazing yeah. songs. And uh, you know we're gonna end the Copy Talk podcast right now, but that doesn't mean we're gonna stop right here. Make sure you check out you know, the next show which is best Malaysian playlist to listen to all the songs that we're going to mention alright guys so thanks Axel for coming on the podcast thank you for having me alright yeah, thank thanks you guys man.